With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now, folks, you are about to witness the most amazing, the most astounding living monstrosity of all time. Yeah, that's right. Bow, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Bows down to your master. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Listen online, the website that rocks, KMOD.com. Past shows are available on iTunes. Search under BMMS. Listen with your cell phone. Get the iHeartRadio app. Available from the app store of your cell phone provider. More on that at iHeartRadio.com. And we're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash BMMS69. That's where you can hang out with us each and every day. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Corby. Good morning, Gimby. Good morning. we got tickets to Green Day and the Hell Omega Tour that's going to happen July 31st at uh, the Global Life Field in Arlington. Boom. Green Day, Fallout Boy, Weezer. So we'll do tickets for that soon. We'll see what Sam wants to talk about. We've got Stump Sam. And we've got our top five songs, top five instrumental songs from metal bands, from listener BMMS fan for life. 
And uh, that'll be interesting. And I just want to say before we start, Sam, thank you for leaving your microphone open. We loved hearing your affirmations towards your boyfriend. Oh, yeah. I love you, puppy. Very lucky guy. We must have heard like 25 affirmations in like five minutes. Because he helped me. Nothing. I looked down and was like. I'm glad, listen, I'm just glad it was like nice things. You guys didn't hear anything bad or dirty. It was just like all love because we've all seen the videos of people accidentally leaving their mics on and saying something stupid, which is my worst nightmare. So what you guys heard, uh, that was just only this much embarrassing. <laughs> I can't imagine what you would say when the, like, the mic's off that we, that we can hear it <laughs> that I would be shocked by or pissed off by. I can't imagine what that would be. Even if you like insulted me, I'd be like, ah, well, you know. She's in her house. Right, right. It's her own personal space. She can say what she wants. However, yeah. it, there's a hot mic there, yeah. so that kind of changes things. <laughs> it's not a hot mic. <laughs> it's not a hot mic. Okay, it's, okay. it's a mic only we no. can hear it. Right, right, right. It's hot to you. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I, I still, it's, I, there's a reason you turn your mic off in between each segment or whatever. Yes, or else <laughs> Plus, you end up going by Whatever it is that's said, I, I know this is all recorded, so I don't want it to ever come back. <laughs> this part isn't recorded. Like the on-off-air part I isn't recorded. the video part was. Mm, I don't think so, no. You have the option to record it oh! and save it. I mean, if we have to start, start doing that from now on to catch some of these, these gems, then you know, so be it. Ah, no, I am not a fan of when the mics are off, the mics are off. That's the rule. <laughs> Digging. You didn't say anything about video. Four hours of stuff. <laughs> right. I feel like it's implied. Right. It's the implication. <laughs> yeah. So it was very nice to hear those affirmation. And I was thinking about how your boyfriend has to get up early just to get out of the bedroom so you can do the show. Get out of my studio. Which this morning, I don't... Like, so, you know, there's all the storms yesterday, and I feel like that was the closest he and I together have come to uh, there being a tornado, like, near a house. I cried last night. I was scared. Like, I, it was, that was bad. I, I don't think I've been that scared here at this house. No, like, I've, I remember one time Broken Arrow, there was a tornado that was really close to us when I was living with Cornflake, but I was home by myself, and, like, there was, like, swirling clouds and stuff, and I was more scared this time because I'd never seen the sky turn green before, and I feel like in every tornado movie, that's what they say it happens. So I was super scared, and then after that, just kind of, like, on edge, and, you know, I, after having like a panic attack and crying and having a hard time breathing. It was hard to like reset after that. And so I was having nightmares last night. And then this morning I woke up like an hour and a half early, like panicked that we were had to be on air in 10 minutes. And I was like, ah, get up. Like I just read my clock wrong and I don't know what was wrong with me last night and today, but I've just been like off. So I woke up this morning and like turned the lights on and was like, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. The show's about to start. And he's like, Babe, no, you guys aren't on till six. What are you doing? And I was like, uh, ah. like, so I've just been annoying for about 12 hours <laughs> to my boyfriend. Huh. 12, huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah, what was it was about the storms that was scary for you? Because there was no tornado on the ground near your house. Mm -mm. Um, 
No, there was not one on the ground, but they were telling us to take shelter. The sirens have gone have never gone off here in Brookside since I've lived here. And um the when we were watching it on TV, it was uncertain whether there was something on the ground or not cuz they kept saying it's rain wrapped and then they're like, "Oh, here's the hook." And uh Channel 2 is just right down the road from me, and so they were talking about like, "Oh, it's going to hit right next to or they think it's going to touch down next to the station." And so it's it super scared me. And again, I had a, I've never seen the sky turn green before. Even last year, or was it the year before last, that that tornado went straight down 44 and took out like the Vintage Stock and the uh, Remington Tower, all that. It, the, the sirens didn't go off in your neighborhood then. Mm-mm. Huh? Because I mean, we're we're on Brookside, so 41st in Yale okay. is pretty far away. Okay, I guess yeah. that makes sense. So I, I was scared. And I think that tornado was not last year. I think it was uh, a while back. Yeah, I know. I know. It, it, what, I, I can't remember. Time for me is is nothing anymore. So it's I, a vacuum for yeah, you. I can't tell if it was last year. It could have been ten years ago. I mean, I know it was recent. <laughs> I know it was recent. Twenty seventeen. So you're not far. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago. Nonetheless, I figured because it went straight down. You know, like forty first, just kind of rode the highway forty four all the way down. That it might have set off some stuff in in your neck of the woods or whatever. We had them going off all night last night. Well, not all night, but through the storm or what? It was over by seven o'clock. Yeah, I know. Man, when your day ends at eight thirty, man, that's all night. Uh (laughs) (laughs) You haven't your day hadn't even ended yet, and you went with all night. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody sent a text in, happy to see Sam survive the storms after seeing her Instagram last night, scared of storms, and what I imagine is a similar fashion for what Corbin went through with his four-year-old. Uh, probably. Actually, they didn't I cry literally once. was, well, maybe it didn't hit as hard. I don't know. Like, the, no, the lights went out. The power went out. And hail. The lightning and hail, uh, hailed here too, which I don't think, I mean, I've been in hail before, but not at this house. So it was like hitting the skylight, making a lot of noise. And, you know, there's a ton of like lightning and stuff. And so we were standing at my front door and I was like, oh, I'm recording this like a true Oklahoman because, you know, sirens are going off and you're getting alerts to take shelter now or whatever. And like the lightning felt like it struck right outside my house even though i'm sure it was miles away it felt like it did and it scared me that's why i ran in a circle (laughs) where were you going let's just say you weren't running in a circle but where were you going i i don't literally it just the lightning scared me and i was just trying to nope 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 out of there but just getting too scared and doing like a 360. (laughs) gippy did you watch it no, I have not. I have not. Yeah, I just literally got like the lightning struck. I got scared and was like, ah! <laughs> just ran. It doesn't surprise me any at all. <laughs> me either. It's like a it's like a, a shaking chihuahua, you know what I mean? And the thunderstorms, don't know what to mm-hmm. do, but sit and shake and run around in circles and, and hope that it ends soon. Yeah, and, and, and why you were looking outside as someone who hates that stuff is insane to me well at that point at that point i thought that uh all of it had like already passed us and it had just i thought like that hook part was gone so that it wasn't going to be as bad because like when you know the things are going off and stuff i we put our couch cushions in our closet and our pillows and our blanket and stuff like 
Because it makes me feel safer. I don't know if there's a tornado okay. that happens. They tell you That's to good. cover up with a mattress in your bathroom or whatever. So if there's debris and whatever, ammo falling off the top shelf and it hits me, those are heavy boxes. So you, I don't, I'm just asking about where, so you guys don't go to your bathtub. You guys go to a closet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our closet's more, Seven minutes in I guess, sturdy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's no glass that can break. <laughs> for who <laughs> right <laughs> uh, probably Sam in this case because Jeff is like get me the F out of here oh please. god this is the longest tornado morning <laughs> ever that should be a Not real seven minutes up yet <laughs> he's stuck in a closet with me when there's a tornado warning going off oh no <laughs> I'm like, contractually stuck in a closet Sam oh <laughs> you can come out it's a new generation man. no I can't unfortunately <laughs> we would accept you Corbin. <laughs> Regardless. <laughs> no, I'm contractually stuck in a closet with Sam. Uh, you guys have shelter, right? I knew in your old house you had that one in the garage, whatever. Now, I don't think when you move, you take your storm shelter with you, do you? The old house, it was in the ground. Mm-hmm. This one isn't above ground. It's in the garage, though. Oh, okay. But you still got some kind of safe place to go oh, and yeah. hide out. Oh, yeah. 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 It's the most expensive thing I've ever bought that I never, ever want to use. Right? Right, yeah. You don't want to have to use it, but I mean, at least it's there. That peace of mind is there, if need be. It sure beats being stuck in a closet or climbing in a bathtub with a twin-size mattress over your head or whatever. Uh, well, I mean, I think that that's fine, but mm. I, this is a little bit more peace of mind. For me, it's more of when I'm not here and my wife and my girls can get in there. That's what I really am concerned about. Okay. My wife and I were talking last night, and I was remembering stories when I was little growing up in Iowa, and we would have a friend come visit. Like, I have a vivid memory of a tornado warning, and a friend had come visit my parents, and he kept going upstairs. We had a basement in Iowa, and he kept going upstairs to keep making drinks for my dad and him (laughs) and bringing my brother and I food and was driving my mom crazy because he wasn't staying put. And he was like, it's fine. And back then, there was no tracking of a tornado. You couldn't know exactly where it was. It was tornado warning, and that was that. Yeah, yeah. When it hit, it hit. Yeah. Yeah, You, if the tornado could have been in the northern part of the county, but if you lived in the southern part, you still took shelter. Yeah, yeah. And then my wife remembered a story of that uh, they were told to just flip the couch over. What? As like four and ten-year-olds, just flip the couch over and get underneath that if you get scared. <laughs> that doesn't seem right. It's action. True. It's better than going outside and staring at the sky, which is exactly what my brother and I did. Drinking hand. Wow, cool. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. Look, it's green outside. Hey, Gimpy, it's green. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my neighbors did the same thing. They set, they set lawn chairs out and sat out on their porch that's covered and watched. Right. And I'm like, I don't know why you have to do that. That's literally on TV. <laughs> this is live action, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully everybody's okay. Did you see the story of the people that got scared during the tornado sirens like Sam took shelter under a bridge, not realizing it was a drainage bridge? And within 60 seconds, it had filled with water and they were stuck and the fire department had to go rescue them. Wow. Oh, my God. Because they didn't know where to go. They didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was crazy yesterday. That is not fun. 
I saw on, um, I don't remember which one of the news stations we were watching, they were like, hey, turn around, don't drown. And then immediately, like live, you see somebody not turning around and then their car just stall out on live TV because it, it, the engine had gotten flooded. And they're like, yeah, this, we literally just said, don't do this because this is exactly what happened. And I felt so bad for those people because I'm like, it would suck for you to drive, your car gets flooded and you're like, oh, I'm stuck here. And then oh. also to have your entire hometown watch that happen that would suck well and the whole thing to uh play into that like any emergency that happens during severe weather people think is a part of the severe weather there was a car that drove off the third Mm -hmm. floor of the hospital at saint francis and they thought it was associated in some way and it wasn't the person just drove and like landed on the hood smashed like an f-150 man like it the debris was crazy they were in the car they were in the car. Yeah, apparently they oh uh, were God. conscious when they were taken away, but that was the last they had. But the point is, is that anything that happens during uh, severe weather, they associate with the severe, severe weather. Like initially, they're like, the wind must have blown this car off the roof. And I'm like, ah, settle down. I don't yeah. think it was that windy. <laughs> it's just it wouldn't be just crazy. one well, car, much less that. a truck. Right. You could see the um, the cement gone from where they had dri- had driven off, and I was like, "God, that wind must have been so bad to slam a truck onto the side of that or a car, whatever." Well, it was. listen, maybe they heard a thunderclap and hit the gas instead of the brake and drove right off the uh, uh, parking garage. <laughs> it's possible. So I can't drive during severe weather. <laughs> you could just drop the word "severe weather," <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. Uh, we got tickets we're going to give away to the Hell Omega Tour. We'll see what Sam wants to talk about. We got Stump Sam and our top five songs. We're going to take a break and we'll be back. That's right. More of the Big Man Morning Show is next. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. He's there so we can take your calls and also give away stuff like tickets to Green Day, which we'll do in about an hour. But right now it's time for News Quickies. It's time for News Quickies, world news, local news, and news that just makes you say, what the f***? Now here's Corbin, Kimpy, and Sam to fill you in on what's going on. News Quickies from the Big Man Morning Show in 97.5 KMOD. True crime fans can get paid to watch 24 hours of murder documentaries. So Magellan TV is a documentary streaming service, and it wants to find one candidate to test um, their streaming service by putting them through 24 hours of binging back-to-back horror stories um, while live streaming the whole thing to see if they crack or how scared they get. Um, The bill consists of 16 titles, including Manson's Missing Victims, Torture to Death, Murdering the Nanny, The Last Confessions of the Cannibal, and many more. And if you manage to complete the task, you'll be giving $1,000 and a year free subscription to Magellan TV and a three-month membership for three of your friends or family. And for those who, like, want that job, you have to state your case by writing or making a video, including why you love true crime obsession or why you have a true crime obsession and links to your social media page and then whoever does get this job has 48 hours to complete uh, to complete all 16 of the horror stories uh another streaming service right this is crazy 
I would be I, I, I would be down. Of course you would. You love that true crime stuff, though. I love murder. Yeah, I'm okay to me, it's that. just another streaming service that I like. I'm gonna pay seven dollars for just murder crime. Like, uh, can't I just watch the ID channel for that? Right. I was gonna say, don't they have certain channels on Cox or whatever cable network you use that that cater? Yeah. To that right there. Some but of- like, okay, so there's some documentaries that are only on Amazon, some that are only on Netflix, and uh, I'm sure. imagining maybe they are condensing all of them because, like, there's been definitely times where I've seen a preview for some murder thing and I can't find it on any of the other ones because I don't know where exactly it's at. So mm. I'm guessing maybe they're condensing all of it. Oh, no way. Because stuff like, um, for, you know, 2020 and Dateline – is owned by a specific company, right? And this is probably trying to create their own. I was thinking maybe, um, like, they're all straight movies, not TV shows, but that would make sense. Either way, like, I have watched a thousand things on the Holly Bobo disappearance and John Bonet. Like, it doesn't matter. A clown? I I don't know. That's what I was thinking. No, it's a person. (laughs) That was her name. You're getting fiending if you're like, I got to watch a documentary about a clown that's no longer around. No, no, I just didn't want to put on the makeup anymore. Girl. They're like, for the 30th time, no, nothing like, happened. I was done wearing the wig. Uh, sure you are, Bobo. <laughs> this says Magellan TV is a channel dedicated to documentaries. Ah, even worse. Right. Not just no, that's true better. crime or murder crime. Mm. They already have this. It's called National Geographic. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'll watch that. I watch the National right. Geographic, mostly for the animals, you know, and the exotic women with them hanging down right. on their knees or whatever. But no, you it. don't. No, you don't. <laughs> uh, sign warns of mystery pooper to stop defecating in the garage. Excuse me, on the garage. This happens in Australia where one of the residents has been having a problem with somebody, they don't know whom, just coming by and deucing right there on their garage, next to the garage, near the garage. So they went ahead and put up a a sign, and uh, somebody had caught it, took a picture of it, posted it to Reddit. Uh, The sign says that they have uh, installed a fence and some cameras that will be handed over to the police when they need be. It goes on to say that they know that COVID-19 is tough, but to please stop essing on their garage. It also says that uh, it advises them to chew their food a little bit better, and maybe they should go check out a doctor for some of the issues that they discovered. Um... With that being said, <laughs> they don't really know who's done it, but they're going to get to the bottom of it soon, so they say. What does that have to do with COVID? I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just an excuse to be stupid right now. I think it's snarky. Mm. I think they're trying to be like, we listen, because everybody's using that as a reason, right? So, But they're like, hey, I know the COVID's pretty tough, but don't deuce in our yard or on our garage. It makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Using the COVID it makes no for, sense. No, using the COVID for every excuse under the under the world, though, just for whatever reason. I get it. Just, just, just Man commits. I was going to say, don't be a savage and don't poop on somebody else's house. They also gave directions well, to another, another bathroom. They're like, hey, there's a bathroom at the Banana Joe's across the way. Go over there. Is, is there... Hmm. I always try to think of like the opposite thought, like in this case, hey, there's you're a savage. There's no reason to do that in someone's yard. Mm-hmm. What would be the reason? The only reason that would be acceptable is if you are a 
service worker, when I say that, like a city worker, mailman, something like that, you're on your route, okay? And and there ain't no bathrooms around at all whatsoever. Even then, I mean, if you're a mailman or like a city worker or something, at least knock on the door. Hey, man, can, I got to go. Can, can, you, can, can I use your bathroom, please? Can I use your water closet? No. Something. We're not talking about that. No. We're talking about... <laughs> We're Absolutely talking about not. this, right? You're not like, a random person is not pooping in my house. There's no way I'm letting you in. No, no way. There's bathrooms. Uh, if that's your job, you know your route. You got to know where your quick trip is or whatever. I'm not letting you into my house to go poop. And for sure, I don't think you should be doing that, knocking on you know strangers' door just for your safety. I'm not going to murder you, but somebody might. So go where there's cameras and a quick yeah. trip. There's no way. There's no way. If you are potty trained, <laughs> there is no excuse why you can't find a place to go. Right. That isn't, right, you can't do the yard or anything like that. I'm talking like, you should be able to go, oh, there's a gas station. I should go potty. Right, right. I know that there is this establishment X amount of miles away or X distance away. I'm going to hold right. on to it until I I can get there to go or whatever. Yeah, you're right. But when you nature said it was calls, a man, garage, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you have to climb up there? Well, see, now that's the thing. I don't know if they climbed up and happened on the roof. My guess is it was next to the garage and got on the wall. I mean, essentially, that's on the garage, if you think about it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was thinking, like, somebody, I thought somebody, like, climbed up there. That's a lot of work. You I know. Lost that's it what I was saying. I think got. it's personal. <laughs> There's plenty of opportunities for a little squeak out. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, exactly. Tight areas you got to bend over and lift your legs. Man commits three crimes in one day. Richard Glorioso is behind bars after deputies say he was tied to three separate crimes involving the police department, the highway patrol, and a sheriff's office. He was wanted in a burglary case, was driving his 2015 blue Chevrolet Cruze when he hit someone walking along the shoulder and wouldn't stop when police tried to get him to pull over. He's currently facing 12 drug, firearm, grand theft, deadly hit and run, and burglary-related charges. Damn, son. Having a bad day. 12 drug charges? God. He just says all of them. (laughs) (laughs) What do you got? Everything. Yeah, he's just made right? bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. His nickname, it doesn't say this, is CVS. <laughs> Got that many drugs. <laughs> yeah. All these stories are on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash BMMS69. You're listening to the Big Mad Morning Show. This is Tulsa's Morning Show. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. I have some exciting news for Sam. What? Lindsay Lohan recently did an interview, and she is all down for a Mean Girls sequel. <laughs> Woo! I, is this a Mean Girls sequel? Hey, I can't find any other jobs. There you go. Yes, They've all moved on? Exactly. They're, no, they're going to all be the cool moms. Oh, good God. No, you've yep. got one who's probably the cool mom, and then you've got Lindsay who's like, I just want to be friends with anyone. <laughs> <laughs> right. Rachel McAdams is the only cool one <laughs> anymore. 
they could totally do this <laughs> without Lindsay, without Lindsay, or with just Lindsay. Just the name alone, they could make this, put it straight on demand, and make money. Yeah, because it was such a cult classic. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would watch it, even though I even even if there was nobody. Well, there are uh, sequels to Mean Girls that doesn't have anybody in it, and I don't think are associated. Like Tina Fey didn't write it. Um, but they're like the next stages of it. But if it was like Tina Fey was involved and they had one or two of the stars, regardless, I would watch it. There, So there are Mean Girl sequels already? Yeah, I think like uh, maybe five or ten years ago I watched one and it was um, the from the gay guy's perspective. And like after, okay. like they were in college or something like that. I don't know. It was there is a, a Mean Girls too. Yeah, show enough. Uh, but it doesn't. It's not written by Tina Fey, and it, the cast is Megan Martin, Jennifer Stone. I don't know who any of these people are, which doesn't mean anything. I don't know any of the young yeah. actors. I think that we, this is like from the gay best friends' perspective of like what happens afterwards. Like it more centers around him. So, Sam, you may know this film because this is in your wheelhouse. It's a 2006 film with Emma Roberts, uh, and it's called Aquamarine. It's a teen Um, fantasy romantic comedy where this girl is a a mermaid. (laughs) Oh! Okay. A violent yes, storm washes her ashore, and she at sunsets. She has to go somewhere because her tail will show up <laughs> instead of her feet. Right. Mm-hmm. So at one point in the movie, they don't know what to do, and she can't go in the ocean because her dad will summon her with the waves. And so they put her, and I'm not joking, in a water tower. No kidding, but like the one that uh, supplies the town, huh? Yes. Hmm. There's apparently a door easily accessible. <laughs> and when you open it up, it's like a giant swimming Gross. pool. And she jumps in. I don't want a giant f- I don't want there to be a giant fish in the water tank. <laughs> if you so had any idea what was in the water treatment system, for real Sam, that's, you would be disgusted. That's why we have water treatment systems in every town. So the the water that's in that the the tower is like gross water that's waiting to be cleaned to deliver to your house. No, it's 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 from what I understand, it's potable water. It's you can start drinking it, but mm-hmm. it's in the water tower to create pressure, so it will come out your spigot. Okay, so it is drinkable. Yes. As long as there's not a giant fish in there. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, if you took the water out of your tap right now and tested it, you would be mm-hmm. shocked the number of bad things in it. But they put agents in it to make it look clear mm-hmm. and to make it taste like it's clean. Yeah, the water that comes out of your sink should never smell like the water that's in the, the city pool. Right. That much chlorine in it is what I'm saying. When I lived in Collinsville, the water had a definite sulfur smell. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. You turn your on accident like farts. That's good. No, it's just by part of like when it would rain really bad, it would turn everything up. Yep. Yep. Gross. I guess I'm spoiled here with nice clean water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and do like balls farts. to the wall sports. <laughs> balls to the wall and 
Major League Baseball is reportedly looking at various ways to start the season if deemed safe. One plan would scrap the traditional alignments of the American and National Leagues and shift the 30 teams into three regional divisions in which teams only play with their division to cut down on travel during this pandemic. The plan would allow teams to play in their own home ballparks, but without fans. The uh, baseballs also considered expanding playoffs to more than uh, the current 10-team format, playing games into November or possibly even December in closed roof stadiums or warm weather cities. That makes sense. No, it's dumb. Part of your team making the playoffs is you get to watch them. Right. And nobody's going to travel from Minnesota or Mm -hmm. Milwaukee to Florida to see their team play. Nobody's going to have vacation. Nobody's going to have money. Well, what about on uh, your on TV? Can't they just broadcast it there? It's just not the same. I hear you. I just think that's... Just, let's shorten it. Let's call it a thing. Let's try and get back on schedule. Right? Okay. If we push it in November um, and December, you're interfering with like ba- uh, football. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're going you're gonna to lose to football. Yeah, sorry. Every single time. <laughs> yeah. So let's try and get back on schedule. Let's an abbreviated schedule that finishes up pretty close to when we normally would have ended it, and then move on and be like, "Yeah, we're gonna call it a year." Yeah, it's just a short start over. Just a short season. Yes, that's it. Yeah, like nobody's fault. Um, So at least one NBA team feels like the season is over. Warriors head coach Steve Kerr said in a conference call that it feels like the offseason and that is how he's been operating. And he adapted a um, or he added a recently coronavirus update from Warriors executive Bob Myers. It felt more like team exit interviews. Right. Which is what they do at the end of the season. Yeah, Yeah. that does. They were in dead last. So, yeah, for them, it's over. Even if they come back, it's over. Poor Warriors. (laughs) (laughs) Poor little buddies. (laughs) That's False to All Sports. I'm Stephen Sam on 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text... The MMS, and then what you want to say to 82945. Let's go ahead and uh, see what Sam wants to talk about. Now it is time for Seaman Sam. Now it is time for Seaman Sam. Now it is time for Seaman Sam segment. Um, so one of my very favorite shows right now uh, is 90 Day Fiance, Before the 90 Days. And we've talked about it a couple of times because we've talked about, um, you know, Big Ed with no neck. And there is another, well, all the couples on there are pretty interesting. But there's one couple in particular. Their name is Ash and Avery. And she goes over to Australia to visit him. And his job is as a relationship counselor 
and he only has female clients and he advises them on how to find love and like the whole time in their relationship she has a problem with this because she feels like he's too flirty and she's uncomfortable with the fact that like he always knows the right things to say and like whether he's being authentic or not and so he invites her to one of his seminars and this whole time they kind of talk about this seminar and as if that he's done a bunch of them. Um, but you can see that clearly he has not and this has to be one of his first ones. And so I have two different clips for you guys of his seminar that he has. And there's about 12 people in there and the 12 females in there watching him speak. And so in the first part of the clip, um, he's giving people advice on, he's giving these women advice on how to find Mr. Right. So I am going to play this for you guys, and I want to know your opinion of what he is telling these women. What I'm going to be talking today about is um, how to find a man and not kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Why not kill him is because women don't really understand the, the different ways that men work in their brains. If you think of the brain of the man, there is boxes in, that, in, in his brain. And each box represents something. Now your brain is interlinked. So when you're thinking, you're thinking of many things at a time. Everything's like, mm, it's going crazy in your brain. And for a man, it's completely different. It's only been a few minutes into the seminar and I can feel the room getting tense. It was turning into a subject of like, men are this and women are this, which to me sounds sexist. And I have never gotten that vibe from him previous to the seminar. A woman, when there's something small, it tends to get really big. And for men, our brain is working very differently. That's why with men, there is a box in their brain that we call the nothing box. And we love to be in the nothing box. Fishing, that's why we can fish for such a long time, for sometimes like five, six hours. But you want to get in that nothing box and try to like start decorating. Okay, so he's saying nothing <laughs> box, nothing box. Yes. I thought he said naughty box. And I'm like, well, yeah, we all spend time in the naughty box. Hell yeah. Uh, but okay. No, he's okay. saying that men have a nothing box in their brain where they like to just go and do nothing but that women like to go into this nothing box and decorate it. Stay <laughs> out of my nothing, nothing box. box. So wait, I don't understand. <laughs> he is a guy that's trying to get with a girl and he puts this seminar on? Well, his job is a really, he says his job is a relationship counselor and that he counsels women on how to find their right mate. So he counsels single women on how to be in a relationship. And so then he puts on these seminars to tell more than one woman how to be in a relationship with a man. Here's where I have an issue with this. So these are basically a 90-day fiancé. Never watched a show in my life. I just know what you guys talk about. From what I gather, it's a mail-order bride sort of thing. They've got 90 days to figure it out if it's going to work and they got to get married. Right? Am I on the right path? Yes. No. Yes, it's not a mail order. It's not a mail order bride. Okay, it's so not a mail order bride. Okay, they find love. They've got ninety days and, to figure it out. 
love. Okay. Yes. I, I felt like Gimpy were making a joke. Like, you know, they're not all mail, mail order brides. But this is before the 90 days because before you have that 90 day period to get this K1 visa, you have to have proof of your love existing. So they follow these people to go get that proof and meet these people for the first time. So, so you have to meet them before you you know, get married. And these women go to this guy for relationship advice to a guy who's mm-hmm. on a reality TV show trying to find love because he can't find it on his own. <laughs> well, he found it on his own. He went on the website and <laughs> found whatever yes, I Tinder shopped. for the world. I shopped and I found, oh, I like <laughs> this one. This is a, a great model right here. I like the uh, I like the hubcaps on that one. Okay. It just seems bizarre to me. Well, it is bizarre. It doesn't from... seem bizarre. Yes. It is bizarre. <laughs> okay. Okay. So nice to know I'm not the only and, one here. Uh, she's from America and going to visit him in Australia so that he could come to America to marry her one day kind of thing. And so he, she says that, like, you know, all through the night she's getting text mess or he's getting text messages from women that are, like, asking stuff and um, hitting on him and that it makes her very uncomfortable. And so... He wanted to make her more comfortable by inviting her to the seminar where he's telling women that men are in a nothing box that we try to decorate pretty much. <laughs> I, I mean, to me, I don't. Yeah, there are a lot of people that think this way. This isn't that bizarre. A lot of men and some women like this type of relationship. Uh, so I far mean, as like the uh, insecurities yeah. that are there, like, you know, I don't like the fact that you're schooling nothing but women. And when I say schooling, I mean, no, no, okay. no, no. Like what he's teaching. Oh, okay. The, the, the thought process of like, that he is trying to instill. Yes. Mm, how to make it work. This is how to make yes. your relationship work, which I find is a bunch of bull because everybody's different. I can't take the way Corbin's relationships where I may be able to pick a few things, but it's in the end, it works for him, doesn't necessarily, it's going to work for me. And same way with Sam. It works for her, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for me. And these people are paying for that? Yeah. Well, and they're, they're females being like, hey, I just want the advice of a man, you know, that this is, I guess, what he wants. So... Do you both feel like you have a nothing box that women have either tried to decorate before or do? Yeah, for sure. I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what a nothing box is. For for me, I the, mean, the way he explained mm-hmm. it. Sorry, go ahead, Kimby. I was going to say, for me, the nothing box is just a place in your brain that you can go to and there is nothing there. You're not worried about work. You're not worried about, you know, finances. You're not worried about anything. Kind of like how he said in, in the clip that's like, that's why we can go fishing for so long because we can just sit there and crawl into our nothing box, zone completely out, and there's nothing bothering us until these broads try to jump in and take, a, take control <laughs> of our box. I mean, women have that too. You zoning out. Women have stuff they zone out to mm-hmm. as well. Okay. It's called zoning out. It's not a nothing box. Mm-hmm. Well, you're expecting I, somebody I to give a crap a because box. you go fish. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, I mean like how Gimpy had said, I can go, you know, fishing for six hours and nothing bothers me. I don't have a I guess a space where I can go in my head where I don't worry about anything ever. Your, I guess that never that doesn't get turned off. Yeah, your box That's is not true. smaller than everybody else's. You have things that you don't care about that you you don't put any investment into, right? 
Like you don't care about sports. You don't read about sports. You don't do any investigating into sports. That's not a thing for you. That's a nothing box. And if Jeff tried to put that onto you and try to push it on you, then he's trying to change it. Um, I guess, no, my point to Gimpy being like, I can just go here and not think about it. My brain doesn't shut off in that way that even if I'm watching sports or something I'm not into or doing something I am into, like whatever else it is, hanging out with Jeff, it still isn't, um, I I don't turn my brain off to where I don't have any worries and nothing goes through my head, I guess is my point. It's not about specific subjects I don't care about. It's Mm. about never being able to turn that off. I, I don't have a, a nothing box that you can't uh, – that gets penetrated. I don't know what that is. I don't understand it, I guess. Uh, have I had women try to put, instill the way that they want things onto me? Sure, that's part of cohabitating with people. But a nothing box? Mm. Sure, there are people that don't care and can go and completely unplug, and there are people like Sam and me who can't completely unplug. Right. So, like, you're saying it's not a sex-specific thing. It's more of a person-specific thing is what you mean. I think so. I guess that makes sense. I think well, it's so completely, a woman- like, pompous, completely pompous to say I have this figured out when it comes to relationships specifically. Mm-hmm. Not okay, all men are the same. Fair. Mm-hmm. So, okay, this woman, she, when you're watching this, you can tell all the females or only females in the room are like kind of getting like, what the F is this guy's problem? Because he does sound a little bit sexist. And so she kind of questions his way of thinking. Question? You talk a lot about like men and women being very different. Do you recognize that we all have both inside of us? Like we are both masculine. (laughs) Correct. I came into this quite optimistic, but my impression of Ash is he's quite um, out of his depth, talking to us as if we don't understand the brains of a man. So what if we learn to balance the masculine and feminine within us so then there's not really a distinct difference between the brains? The thing is that you can balance them, but you will be always in that essence of a feminine. Yeah. So... He is just about to completely choke because she, this woman tripped him up so bad just by asking him that question. And him choking is my very favorite. There's different, there's different, um, there's different, um, um, how do you explain that? Spit it out, Stanley. Um, the, the male is more towards, they're very um, logical about their way of being. So men and women, there's never uh, uh, an, understa- an understanding on each other's... Sorry, guys. I'm going through a few stuff in my mind that is actually going too crazy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Give me one second. I'll just quickly... Sorry, right, I guys. can't get this figured out. Yeah. A moment. Have you ever had a dream... He- that, that you, yeah. um, you had, you, you, you could 
you do, you you watch, you you can do so. You you do you can do. That's what was happening. And he just got done telling women that like their brains are going too fast <laughs> that they can never turn off. And he's like, I need, I need, yeah, but yeah, but That's all, folks. Yes, that's exactly what he did. And everyone's just staring at him. Oh my god, it's my favorite. Then he walks out of the room and is like, "Yeah, I f that up," like immediately. Yeah, he totally messed that up. So never understood that type of thing like that. Like, if you're someone who says that you're that person, aren't you aware that you could get called out at any moment? Yeah, you should be. You should be. And you should be prepared to defend yourself. And obviously, Stuttering Stanley here couldn't couldn't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't expect a woman to be like, "Hey, are you wrong?" No, I mean, I, I could. I mean, uh, I really don't know. I, I don't. I don't understand your your question. Yeah. So, did this lady ever his 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 soon to be wife? Did she ever go back? to another uh, seminar with him after that, or are they still together or what? No, I don't, I don't think that they end up staying together because, like, in this, these are just, you know, two minutes of the whole, you know, 20-minute thing that they did on them, but he, the whole time, pretty much just says very sexist things, and it's like, you know, men are men, and your grandparents, the, the man went and got the money, and the woman stayed at home and made bread, and that's the way it should be. And so he just says, like, extremely <laughs> sexist things <laughs> by saying I love a good that grenade, your grandparents man. did that. <laughs> yeah. And so people in the room are just kind of staring at him, and the woman is just like, I am shocked. I've never seen this person before. I've never seen him act that way. <laughs> Let me ask you something about this show, since you guys know about it way more than I do. Is this, who picks whom for the show? Do the men pick the women, or do the women pick the men? Or is it just no. one of those that, like, here's a bunch of people, a bunch of lonely people that need somebody? It's Tinder, group. man. Okay, okay, so you just pick it's through. Just two people trying to find love, yeah. Got it, okay. And then it's on it, camera, it's made not- in a TV show, okay. Well, it's yeah, it's not like they uh, they follow them after they've already found each other. So mm. they've all used different websites or you know whatever. It's they they all have a different story. It's not okay. like they match these people for them. Okay. They find them on their own. Yeah, I wasn't sure how that worked out because it always yeah. it always seems like it's yeah. it's an American and then a foreigner of some sorts and 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 that's how they try to figure it out or whatever. That's just sure what because I, it's an American TV show. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, and they all want to come thing to about- America. Yeah, here's the thing about this show. They're not going to pick two people that are loving and completely normal. No, that'll be a boring ass show. Right. So they're going to pick be. people that mm-hmm. are a train wreck. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like Ed No Neck and instead of Ring Stanley here. Yes. The relationship <laughs> advisor. Good God. I feel like, uh, would you guys have a problem if your significant other was a relationship advisor? No. No, oh, that's that's what you chose as a career field. Go for it. Yeah, I'd be like, don't bring that s here for real. Don't start yeah, analyzing. Feel? Don't start picking apart. <laughs> don't start giving me that psychobabble BS. You know what I mean? Just, just yeah, leave that at work. Here's the thing about relationship people like this. Go research the training it takes to label yourself that. 
to label yourself. So this isn't like you don't go to school for this. You don't get a doctorate in relationship counseling. Do you? I mean, I don't know. You can. Okay. You can. Uh, but that doesn't mean that the person that's saying they're a relationship consultant did that. True statement. Okay. Yeah, because I was going to say, anytime I've gone to like therapy or whatever, even when I went to couples therapy, um, I didn't do extensive research on where they got their degree from or whether it was BS or not. I'm like, oh, is there a doctor in front of your name? Cool. Perfect. That's pretty much all the research I did. So if you call yourself doctor relationship, then I guess that's true. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to do that much. The, 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 if you go through like a place like your, your doctor's office or your insurance company, you're assuming they do diligence to make sure it's someone that's accredited the correct way, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean they are. You have to be diligent. Steve Harvey <laughs> is a relationship expert, quote unquote. I think I'd take advice from well, Steve Harvey over this guy. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I don't like his mustache. <laughs> and he seems mustache. like he could be funny, yeah. He's he, a fly he's dresser, man. Boy, But truth. he's been married <laughs> four times, three or four times. See, then he's got to have it figured out because he's ran the gamut. He's gone through the cycle no. four times. <laughs> no, if you've yeah, had 50 jobs. So much. Nobody goes, he must be really good at jobs. <laughs> right. You must be a good employee. <laughs> right. If you have 40 cars, if you've been through 40 cars, they don't go, well, you must be a good driver. Right, right. Well, it's not me. It's mechanical failure. So mm. I get what you're right. saying. Each time I learned how to fix the brakes. Right. It's, it's something new. Something new in every turn. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think sometimes people do this to themselves because they're not good at relationships. And they feel like saying they are a relationship person, an implied thought is there of, Oh, well, they must be good. Or, oh, they'll, I'll listen to them because they're a relationship. It's almost like a form of manipulation. When you could probably get the same advice uh, yeah, from a totally. friend or something. Because mm-hmm. based off the little bit we just heard, this guy's a manipulator. Mm-hmm. He's totally a male douchebag, puff his chest, probably owns some sort of multicolored dress shirt that buttons down. And when you flip the, 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 the bottom part up, it's a different color. Right, right. It's Wear shoes with no socks. <laughs> One of those yes, guys. it's totally him. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that show's on Sunday. If you haven't watched it, you should catch up because it's just a very fun train wreck. Now it is time for Seaman Sam. Now it is time for Seaman Sam. Now it is time for Seaman Sam segment. She's got a big old snake in her hand. Tulsa's Morning Show oh, yeah. is coming right back. The Big Man Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. Live from our home studios as our offices aren't open yet. And we found out the other day we're, they're not sure when. Probably in the next couple of weeks or so. <laughs> so while that's happening, we're still practicing our social distancing. Sam is at home. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Corby. 
and Gimpy's in the studio so we can play games. And we're going to play Pick the Flip. Kurt record is... Well, my friend, it looks like I am in the lead with seven. Sammy right behind me with five, and then you were behind her with four. Last week's winner was... That would be me. So Sam and Corbin are going to compete at 918-460-KMOD. 918-460-KMOD. Let's get our first contestant. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Bobby. Hey, Bobby. How are you, man? Great. Who do you want to recluse, Sam or Corbin? Let's go with Corbin. Bobby, 60 seconds on the clock. Timer starts after the first clue. Are you ready? Yes. Uh, this is a song. Um, sorry. This is a, t- a movie. Hi. This is a movie with Anna Kendrick, and they do karaoke on big performances. Pitch perfect. Correct. Uh, this is Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston, where they decide they no longer want to be in a relationship. The breakup. Correct. This is part of the James Bond franchise, and this is where they play blackjack. I'm sorry, they play poker. Correct. Uh, This is an animated movie, a Disney animated movie about a robot during the apocalypse. Wally. Yes. This is Keanu Reeves' movie with Sandra Bullock about a guy who puts a bomb on a bus. Speed. Correct. Uh, this is Clint Eastwood movie, and he doesn't like his when his neighbors are in his yard. Grand Torino. Also the name. Correct. Uh, this is a double pointer. Brad Pitt is in this movie, and this is about the time when African Americans were put to work in the fields. Twelve Years a Slave. Correct. Uh, this is the. S- okay, time. Doggy man. I got eight. Yeah, man, you were on a roll there. Bobby, man, he was in the zone. <sighs> Bobby, eight. Congratulations, man. Hang on the line, okay? Okay. I think Bobby's got a good chance of having it locked up for the Green Day tickets for the show down in uh, Arlington in July. All right, uh, Sam, let's see who your contestant is. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Tom. Tom, how are you, sir? Good, and you? Good, man. you got to be eight. All righty. I think I can. All right. Well, let's see. Timer starts after the first clue, Sam. Um, this is what you call somebody that lives in a spaceship, and they're also called the Greys. They're known as a... Astronaut. No, they're the ones that are not from Earth. <laughs> oh, alien? Yes. Um, this is a... Oh, this is like an unlucky day of the week, and it has Freddy Krueger in it. Friday the 13th. Yes. Um, this is a movie with Tom Hanks about the pilot who landed the plane in um, the Hudson River. Sorry. Yes. Um, this is an animated movie about dogs and cats and um, what happens when their owners leave. Sick of life to pets. Yes. Um, uh, this is a Reese Witherspoon movie and it's also uh, the name of a song. Na, 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 na. Yes. Um, this is a double pointer, and it has Paul Rudd in it and Leslie Mann, and it's about what happens when you're not 39, but you are. Yes. This is um, Oh, yep. Uh, this is about uh, monkeys that take over the earth. Time of the apes. Time. Yes. Uh-oh. What's the total? Uh, she got eight as well. 
I mean, I don't know if she gave any of the words that were on the cards because she has the blurred screen on, so we don't know what the card said most of the time. She could have been messing, you know, just making stuff up the entire time. That's right. That's right. Uh All right, so we have a tie. So give Gimpy a second here so he can find the timer. What's going to happen, Tom, is you're going to have 15 seconds to try and get as many right as you can. If we have an additional tie, then there will be no winner. Do you understand, Tom? I do. All right. right. MP, are you ready? Yeah, man. This is, I got the 15 second timer here. We're ready to rock and roll. All right. Timer starts after Um, the first clue. So when she finishes the first clue, we start the timer, Gimpy. Sounds good. (laughs) Um, uh, This is a Vince Vaughn movie. And he goes, who loves you, baby? And this is also when, you know, couples have sex with each other. (laughs) Yes. Um, uh, this is a, a movie with the little Mini Coopers that drive around and they do bank robberies. The Italian job. Yes. Um, this is, oh, where do you go gamble? You gamble in a? Casino. Yes. Um, uh, stars time, and. Time, 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 time. You got three on that one. Uh, hang on the line, Tom. Three might be good enough. Okay. All righty. All right, Bobby, we have 15 seconds. We've got to get as many right as we can. Okay. All right. This is an animated movie about an infant who's in charge. Boss baby. Correct. Uh, this is a, 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 a vintage movie about a yellow Labrador. <laughs> Old yeller. Yes. This is Matthew Broderick, and he's in high school, and he skips school. Mm. Day time, 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 time. On that one. Well, yeah, sounds like uh, Sam got it right. Bobby, I'm sorry, man. We're not going to be able to give you those tickets, but I appreciate you playing. All right, thanks, guys. All right, man. Thank you so much. Tom, congratulations! You're getting those tickets to see Green Day. Good deal. Thank you. All right, buddy. Hang on the line so Sam can get your info. I'm sorry, Gimpy can get your info. Yeah, I'll be Sam for a day. <laughs> uh, I mean, you are the male version of her. So, <laughs> uh, this is the one that I ended on that he didn't get. Uh, yeah, this is Bill Murray. And it's a movie, they joined the military. And it's an 80s comedy movie. Mm. Yeah. Stripes. And then the one, the one that he ended on that uh, he got right at the end, I would have said, uh, there's a parade, and he's trying to not go to school. What about the Play first the batch of ones? Uh, we ended on it. He got it. Both of us. Uh, okay. Planet of the Apes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You almost. Old Yeller. Yeah, you almost got yeah. that one right. You're like, this is a <laughs> uh, vintage movie. I would like to point out, Sam, that Gimpy didn't... He must have made two or three guesses before Gimpy even started the timer on the first round. Oh. Thank you, Gimpy. (laughs) Sure. No problem. Anything I can do to help. Just just point it out. I was over here making hand gestures like, start the timer. Mm -hmm. And he was just guessing like crazy. What was your clue for uh, Swinger, Sam? Who loves you, baby? I don't think he said that in the movie. <laughs> he doesn't? It's, it's got he he does say a phrase with the word baby in it. Believe. But it's not who loves you? I don't think it's who loves you, baby. Who loves you, baby? Who loves you, baby? <laughs> what is it? What's the saying then? 
now that's all I can think about is that line yeah. of what you're saying. <laughs> that's, that, that's money. Yeah, right. That's money, baby. That's money, that's money baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, like, that's it's just, not who loves you, baby? No. No. <laughs> who loves you, baby? <laughs> I don't know how he got that then. Uh, I don't know speaking either. Speaking Sam. It was yeah, right on. Sam. All right. The record now is? Well, that uh, keeps me a seven, moves Sam to six, and keeps Corby at four. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back. The Big Mad Morning Show returns next. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then... What you want to say to 82945? I think I have something to share with Sam. Oh, yes. Sam may know this story. She may not. But the news has broke that the first dog has contracted the coronavirus. Really? What? You know this, Sam? I thought puppies were safe. No, I didn't know oh, that. Yeah. I got to show you. You're going to freak out. Uh-oh. Please don't. Do you know why? be a Frenchie or a pug. <laughs> no, don't say it. Don't. Don't say it. Because it's a French. <laughs> okay, here we go. Share screen. No. 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 Well, that's one ugly dog. Oh, hey. <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> a pug oh in North God. Carolina is the first dog to contract oh, the coronavirus. No. <gasps> Winston. Oh, Winston. Oh, my God. It's so sad. Holy He's crap. so cute. Stupid dog. That tongue should not oh be that Oh, my long. God. It's so cute. Maybe he doesn't. This have dog that gives Gene Simmons a run for his money. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> I bet you. No. no. <laughs> oh my god. The tip god, of that, that dog's sucks. tongue is dry. For real. Because <laughs> <laughs> he can't fold it up into his mouth. <laughs> like a they found out the family dog tested positive for the virus after they participated in a university study about COVID nineteen aimed at trying to find potential treatments and vaccines. As part of the study, members of the family undergo weekly nasal swabs and give blood samples. The investigator of the study said researchers have also been collecting samples from family pets to see how coronavirus spreads in households. Researchers did not use the commercial tests that are in high demand around the world to test these animals. Although they haven't tested many pets, Winston samples the only one that's come back positive. He's believed to be the first dog in the country to test positive for the virus. <laughs> Little oh, did they know God, this dog's probably had dead. it the whole time. Have you ever heard them things breathe? <laughs> right. He's always <laughs> weak. <laughs> <laughs> of course it was a pug. <laughs> they not, already struggle. Does he not choke on the tongue, oh. man? Good God. <laughs> right? Uh, all right, let's do balls to the wall sports.
The Chiefs cut punter Dustin Colquitt after 15 seasons with the team. His tenure matched a team record held by Gerald Wilson, who was the club's partner or punter from um, 1963 to 1977. Colquitt's 238 games are a team record, as are his 12 playoff games. I have enjoyed my time in Chiefs Kingdom. Colquitt, who turns 38 next month, wrote in an Instagram post, all things come to an end sometimes sooner than you hope, prayed, and pleaded for them to. Oh, buddy. This guy is probably one of the most coveted guys on the Chiefs team. He's been up for like the Walter Payton Award like three or four times, which means he embodies everything the NFL wants in its players. He was a captain of the team uh, as a punter. Wow. He was, he's been through the team with the team through like some of the darkest things that have happened. It's unbelievable well, least, that he's you know, now like cut. He got one Super Bowl to slide in, right? He'll still get a ring. He'll go play somewhere else. Yeah, he'll get a ring. Oh, it's just time with the Chiefs is done, not football. It, yeah, he was making so much because he'd been there so long and done so well that they're like, we can't justify playing, you know, paying a punter this much anymore. Mm. Even though we like you, even though you're a good buddy. Yeah, it's business. It isn't friendship. Yeah, go go play with the Browns. Go play with Bakey. You could just have a sweet, sweet team with all the good buddies. <laughs> a loser team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you could just matter. be with the good buddy Browns. Doesn't matter who you put on that team. <laughs> They're at least a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're at least a year yeah. before they get better. <laughs> That's Ball Swall Sports. I'm Seaman Sam on 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. Got a top five songs coming up. Today it's a doozy. Top five instrumental songs from metal bands. I'm listener BMMS fan for life. We'll get into that shortly, but first it's time to stump Sam. Her current record is? Well, she has uh, three wins to her 11 losses. Three wins to her 11 losses. All right. We are at our home, so Sam is going to just unplug so she can't hear us. Gimpy's back in the studio, so him and I will look at each other through our cameras so we know we're ready. She's good, right? I don't think she's paying attention anymore, right? Yeah, she's pretty well in her nothing box right now. Tell she's <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah. I, like I just say, she's always in her nothing box. I like it. Just, just live in your nothing box. Uh, real person, character, event. Gimpy, your first. Uh, my first one is a person, and um, two of the clues. I don't think she's going to get the one that I'm afraid that's going to tip it off for her is going to be the first one. But I don't know how much she knows about um, '80s pop culture. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it was before her time, yeah. but it's still pop culture nonetheless. So that's the one I'm kind of leery on. I still, two out of three ain't bad, so I put her down for a big no on this one. Okay. Uh, mine's an event. It's very recent. Um, she would have to know the main player that really made this event happen. And then I'm naming some people that fell victim to the event. Oh. I'm sorry. That uh, I don't want to. I said that incorrectly. 
some people that uh, were called out because of the event. Okay. And so I just she it's pretty popular. It's in her wheelhouse, but I'm trying to kind of camouflage the clues. Ultimately, though, she has not done well this year, so I'm going with no. Okay. Uh, my second one here is a a person as well, and just like the first one, I don't think she's going to get the one. There's one clue that might tip her off because I feel. Like she has watched this movie that this person that I'm talking about is in, but I don't think she's going to be able to get the name. She's going to be like, yeah, I've seen the movie. I know who you're talking about, but I don't know who it is. So I want, I went ahead and put no on that one as well. I think with, with this particular person, my last clue is going to be the dead giveaway for sure. Okay. Well, I can't wait to see how that plays out. She's going to come back on with us and rejoin us. And we'll give clues for a real person, character, or event. She'll tell us which one she has the most confidence in and which one she has the least confidence in. Sam, are you ready? Yes. All right, Sam. My first one is a person. And my clues go as such. Once married to Madonna. Helped popularize the word dude. Colors. Once married to Madonna, helped popularize the word dude and <laughs> colors. I love the last clue. Isn't it great? It's just so vague, but yet still on point. Very specific. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. I wish you would have repeated that word over and over, though. Colors. Colors. Colors? Color. Colors. <laughs> well, more of like Colors. Colors. Colors, 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 colors. Yeah. Colors. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Sam, mine's an event. Ronan Farrow article started it. Alyssa Milano tweet helped launch its current phase. TJ Miller, Andy Dick, Al Franken all discharged because of it. Ronan Farrow article started it. Alyssa Milano tweet helped launch its current phase. T.J. Miller, Andy Dick, Al Franken, all discharged because of it. Hmm. Okay. Okay, Sam, the last one is from Gimpy. Sammy, this one here is also a person, and here's my clues. Patsy Klein and coal miner's daughter, house mother, and house bunny. Clark! <laughs> So with Patsy Klein and Coal Miner's daughter, House Mother and House Bunny, and Clark. Sam, which one do you have the most confidence in? Which okay. one do you have the least confidence in? I have the least confidence in Corbin's and the most confidence in Gimpy's last one. Okay. So you have the most confidence in Gimpy's. Last one, least confidence in mine. Mine was an event. Ronan Farrow article started it. Alyssa Milano tweet helped launch its current phase. TJ Miller, Andy Dick, and Al Franken all discharged because of it. I have no, I don't even have the slightest clue what this is. Um, I, I think Alyssa Milano has something to do with PETA. 
or maybe uh, I feel like there's like some really sad commercial where she's like for just five dollars a day but I don't remember what that is it's either like to help starving children and end poverty or it's for some animal thing and so I'm just gonna say animal rights awareness day <laughs> Can I, go I can understand that because Alyssa Milano is just a part of so many sad things as well. <laughs> Every time you turn around, she's doing yeah. something that's sad. She's very rarely a beacon of hope. Right. Yeah, so go ahead, Gimpy, you can go ahead and hit it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I figured I could go ahead and hit that one. I don't even know what it is. I have no idea. But I knew that that wasn't it. Uh, Ronan Farrow article was one that really just brought it to light. Uh, it was one of the first articles, I believe, about Harvey Weinstein. Alyssa Milano used the term Me Too in a tweet in like 2017 that got like it was retweeted like two million times in like six hours. TJ Miller got pulled from his uh, whatever the drug that he helps promote for allergies mm -hmm. because a woman said that he assaulted her. Andy Dick, it happened. Al Franken were just a few of the people that succumbed to this because of the movement of the Me Too movement. Andy Dick? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. What did he do? Be Andy Dick. I mean, they all kind of did the same <laughs> things. Uh, well, I I know, but there's a there's a difference between like, oh, you know, I made him, I made a woman have sex with me, so that way, you know, she'd get in this movie, or you know, I masturbated with a plant. Like, there's a there's a huge <laughs> spectrum of what somebody can do under the Me Too movement. So I was just wondering Louis, what that was. Louie cannot escape that at all whatsoever. They're like, dude, <laughs> dude, no. <laughs> With a plant, man. <laughs> yes, I feel like there's a spectrum. So I'm just curious of where Andy Dick was on that spectrum. <laughs> uh, he groped and harassed men and women on film sets. He'd been fired from two films. Like He had been well documented that he was quite handsy. He's always been a train wreck, though. Mm -hmm. Andy Dick has been. Yeah. I feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, Sam. Doesn't matter, though, because you didn't have confidence in that. Yeah, confidence in Gimby's last one. His first one, once married to Madonna for this person, helped popularize the word dude. And colors, 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 colors. Sam? So I know that um, uh, Tupac and Madonna were in a relationship, and but I don't think that they ever got married, but that colors 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 like that i know that that is some song that i've heard before and um but i i i, I do not i do not know where to place that and i do not know like dude seems like something that's been around forever i can't believe that they can even pinpoint that to one person um so I wrote down Tupac, Guy Ritchie, Sean Penn, because I feel like those are people that she's hooked up with. And I'm just going to guess Tupac. Tupac, Sammy, is <laughs> incorrect. You did say the answer. Bummer. You did say the answer, though. I gave you that. You just chose wrong. Guy Ritchie? Well, by the law of averages, we've got the answer now. <laughs> Process of elimination. It was Sean Penn. 
Sean Penn. You're right. They did. They actually got married in the early 80s. And she all, you know, they had a, a very tumultuous relationship, ended up splitting up. Um, when it came to help popularize the word dude, that was from his role as Jeff Spicoli in uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Okay, so he helped that word become what it is now. Dude. dude. So no one said yeah. dude before that? Uh, probably. But <laughs> no, not. he helped popularize right, it. Right, right. He made it, you know, mainstream, helped make it mainstream now. So, and then with colors. Right. There were many subcultures uh, like in California and other places where they used the word dude. Mm-hmm. But when that movie went out nationwide, you had people in like Kansas City and wherever saying it. Right, right. Deep Woods, Alabama. Dude. Dude. Yeah, and then Colors was a movie that he was in in the 80s uh, about uh, gang wars. Okay, he played the part of a cop. And uh, the song, you're right, Colors, Colors, Colors. You've heard it before. Uh, that's Ice-T, not Tupac. They're both black, so good job. There you go. Moses Hamming? What does he have to do with that? Ice-T wrote the song? The Ice-T song? Colors, Colors. Ice-T wrote the song. The Colors is the name of the movie that Sean Penn starred in. And that was a big, big controversy when it was released. Like people were getting okay. So it was the theme song for the movie. Yeah, yeah, colors that he was in. Colors, colors. Gotcha. Yeah, doesn't matter though, Sam, because you didn't have confidence in that one. You had confidence in his last one for this person, Patsy Cline in Coal Miner's Daughter, House Mother and House Bunny, Hmm. and Clark. Um, I don't know what Clark is, but my guess is just clearly on the uh, House Mother and House Bunny because I've seen that movie. What did I tell you, Gordon? And yep. yeah, and then I don't know the Patsy Cline and Coal Miner's daughter. I don't know what movie that is, but um, my guess is Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris, Anna Ferris, Sammy is a horrible guess. Horrible, horrible guess. Uh, Patsy Cline, you know the the country western singer Patsy Cline, right? You've heard of her at least. Mm-hmm. You know the name. Uh, one of her famous mm-hmm. songs was Coal Miner's Daughter. And that was turned into a movie, okay? And this particular person played the part of Patsy Cline in that movie. Now, House Mother and House Bunny, I figured this is going to be the one to give it to you, or at least you're going to be like, I know who it is, but I don't know the name, okay? Um... She's in that movie. Of course, it's pretty self-explanatory. She was the one in charge of all the uh, sorority girls or whatever in that particular house. Okay? And then with Clark... That was Anna Ferris. Uh, not the house mother. Go ahead and finish, Kimmy. Okay, and then Clark. Clark is probably one of her famous lines from her f- most famous movie, I believe, which is National Lampoon's Vacation, Family Vacation, or whichever the hell which one it is, back in the 80s with Chevy Chase. It is Beverly D'Angelo. So go ahead, Sam, and clear up your clue, the clue confusion you have with uh, House Bunny. Anna Ferris was the house mother in House Bunny. She was the Playboy Bunny that, um, like, had just didn't have a place to live, so she went into this house for full of these nerdy sorority girls, and she was the the house mother. In that movie. Yeah, Beverly D'Angelo is in it, though. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when I read on the wiki, it said that she was the uh, house mother and house bunny. So 
I guess that user inputted website probably got it wrong. So the what you okay. saw on the Wikipedia page that Beverly D'Angelo was the Playboy Bunny? No, no, that she was the house mother in charge of all those ladies. Now, um, whatever, Anna Ferris, whatever she's talking about, she was the Playboy Bunny for sure. And signs up to be the house mother of the sh- of the sorority. Uh, she played, it just says here, she played the house mother in the film House Bunny, also appeared in the Tony K film uh, Blackwater Transit. Okay, that's just what it has in her brief from 2005 to 2011. Little series there. I haven't seen the movie, so I can't tell you what I've seen Beverly D'Angelo in that role. Mm. Maybe she's the house mother that gets fired or quits. Right. And then Anna Ferris. The kooky Anna Ferris shows up steps to in. be the no more Playboy buddy and steps in to be the house mother. <laughs> Coming this summer. Yeah. Yeah. So do you do you know who that is, Beverly D'Angelo is, Sam? No, I don't know who that is. Have you seen National Lampoon's Family Vacation where the Griswolds go to Wally World? No. No, we've talked about this a thousand times. You've seen Christmas. I've never seen that movie. You've seen Christmas Vacation. No. Yeah, we've talked about it. You watched one of them recently. That's right, because she's in all of those National Lampoon's Family Vacation, European Vacation, uh, Las Vegas Vacation. She she played. She even uh, her and Chevy uh, made an appearance in the most recent one that came out. You know, the remake or continuation. Yeah. And Sam, you've seen American History X. Yeah, that's right. She's the mom in American History X. That's right. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember her face. Doesn't matter. You didn't. Uh, you lost it either way. And the yeah. record now is well, that keeps her at three wins, but now moves her up to whew, a whopping twelve losses. All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back. Tulsa's Morning Show is coming right back. The Big Mac Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. feels like now more than ever, a lot of politicians are completely tone deaf. And in Kentucky, they've had the same problem a lot of states have had. There's so many people filing for unemployment that they it's getting locked down, right? Well, in Kentucky, the governor held a news conference saying that bad apples have been using fake names to file for unemployment during this pandemic. No. You think that happens? Yeah, man. I think that there are shady people in this world sure. that are going to do whatever they can to get some get get the upper hand, to get some free money or whatever the case may be, even if it is going all the way through the process of using a fake name, uh, getting a fake birth certificate, getting a fake ID, just simply so we can wheeze off the wheeze the benefits off the government or whatever the case may be. It doesn't surprise me at all. I think percentage-wise, the number of people that would do that would be very tiny, much less worth worth the governor getting involved to try and solve it. Nonetheless, he said, we had somebody apply for unemployment 
with the name Tupac Shakur here in Kentucky. (laughs) And that person may have thought they were being funny. They probably did, except for the fact because of them, we had to go through every claim to make sure they were honest. Well, I don't know if you need me to tell you how this ends. The claim was not a prank or a reference (laughs) to the rap god who died in 1996. But a resident of the state of Kentucky named Tupac Malik Shakur, who filed for unemployment on March 13th because the restaurant he worked at as a cook closed due to the crisis. He said he was shocked to learn from the governor's news conference that the reason the benefits haven't been issued to him is because the officials thought his name was a joke. (laughs) I kind of get that, though. I mean, you know this cat's been dead for a while. No, that's way tone deaf. Oh, wait a minute. That'd be like, Wait, there are other people named name. Tupac Shakur. <laughs> it's just such an odd name. I, outside of, is the, it? outside of the actual Tupac himself, the rap god that died, I have never, never known anybody actually name that name without. But that's the problem. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying is the exact problem. Okay. Because you don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Therefore, there must not be anybody. Yeah, you are absolutely right. Pick a different name, but something that everybody knows. Their... Yeah, Tupac. It's not like his name was, you know, David that they got confused about. Two P A C. Like I, I'm with Gimpy on this one. I could understand how someone would be like, "That's not, that's not someone's real name. No one's actually named Tupac Shakur." Like both. Mama must have been a fan, a big fan. Right or. His name meant something to somebody, and they named him their kid that. That's not insane. (laughs) It's completely tone deaf to think there was only one Tupac Shakur. There will always only be one Tupac Shakur. I don't care who you are. Nope. There's only at least no. There's two now. Dare you? By the way, (laughs) if you you meet somebody named Tupac Shakur, you're like, oh, did you legally change your name because you're such a fan of Tupac Shakur? Like, if I meet a David, I'm not, you know, thinking what celebrity David that person's named after. Tupac Shakur is a very specific name. Very. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) They they made a joke about it in the movie The Office with Michael Bolton. Okay, Michael's a very common name. It's tone deaf to think there's one name. No, it's not. When it comes to Tupac Shakur. There's another Corbin Pierce out there. Corbin Pierce isn't exactly a common name. Uh, Corbin is, though. And Pierce is. They are Corbin very, is not a common name. The hell if it's not. Michael's a common name. That is true. Sam's so a common is, name. Yes. Corbin is not a common name. I know way more Corbins in this world <laughs> than just you. I don't know another Tupac. Of course. At all, at all whatsoever. Corbin, whether it's spelled with oh an I like God. yours or with a Y, the fact of it is, is that's more common than Tupac. Tupac is so out there. That's more like common. Yes, but when Wilt. we're using the term common, we're talking about over the world. Words like Sam, mm. Michael, those are common yeah, names. Corbin is a name. Like, Corbin is a, uh, is a name. So is Tupac. Tupac is not. <laughs> Tupac well, is, mean, yeah. Okay, but, but the first is a and name. last name, yes. <laughs> but he's the, oh, okay, in my whole life, I've never known anybody else to be named Tupac. I've never seen another celebrity with that name. I've never heard that name other than that rapper. Corbin is a name that, that even though, yes, mm. it is not as common as all the rest of the names, it's still a name. 
Yeah, and it's not all so. Tupac is a name. Mm-hmm. It, but here's the point. Right, but when here's you- the point that you both just said. That just because you've never heard of it, mm. it must not exist. Well, along with me and Sam and the governor of Kentucky, we can all row that boat together because I'm sure <laughs> there are a lot more people that feel the exact same that are way tone the, deaf? Sure. the three of us do. That like Tupac is such an abnormal name that you're going to read it and you're going to be like, oh, that has to be fake. That has to be fake. Tupac Shakur, both. That's like, like it's not like Tupac Smith, where someone had a nod because that was their favorite rapper mm-hmm. and named him after that. It's both the first and last name that is like okay. There's there's only one of those. It's like it's. But like, is it smart to go through life thinking that you know all the names that are out there? Is it possible that anybody can change their name <laughs> to anything? You're right. You can go through the process. It is. You can change it. You're absolutely right. Uh, John's a very famous, a very popular name. Kennedy's a very popular last name. If you name your kid John Fitzgerald Kennedy, and now they're they're applying for unemployment benefits, whoever's reading the list is going to be like, "This has to be fake. This has to be fake because you know it's so off the wall." Well, even even John, I feel like that is a that that is a name, and. It's both the first and last name of Tupac that I would do the same thing if I was reading through this. If we had a listener that walked up and is like, hey, I got registered. My name's Tupac Shakur. I'd be like, are you serious? <laughs> like, I would think they're giving me a fake name. You'd have to you'd question it for sure. For sure. But hey, I, I, mean, I just can't believe, especially Gimpy, who falls out, fills out so many price sheets and comes across so many names that you see so many weird names, you just don't go, yeah, That why couldn't that be someone's name? Rather than like, no way, there's not a Tupac Shakur in Kentucky. Because people don't move. Because someone who likes Tupac Shakur can't live in Kentucky. I'm not saying that they can't. I'm well, just no, it's, it's not that you couldn't a... live in Kentucky or anywhere. Yeah. It's, it's just... not because he's in Kentucky. No, the governor that made that the statement. Weird. The governor made the statement that in Kentucky, mm-hmm. A Tupac Shakur in Kentucky. He said that line. Yeah. Well, that's being stupid. Like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I get yeah, that's that part. A dump, yeah, well, that's that what I said. Dumb. All this. Mm-hmm. We're just going on the fact it's that. Way it, it's way tone deaf. It's easy to, you know, to look at it and dismiss it because it's such an off-the-wall name. And I think that's what Sam and I were arguing about, uh, you know, for. Like, it's such a, an oddball name. I can see how you would look at it and be like, yeah, this has to be fake. Now, to say that there is. There are a ton of oddball names. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Named after a ton. Famous so it's people. not out of the realm of possible. People name their kids stupid names all the time mm-hmm. because it means something to it, them. Right. But it's it's the first uh, for me. I can't speak for Gimpy. It's the first and last name that if I was working that I would be like, oh, this has to be fake. Hey, good. There's a text. But isn't again, Office Space, they made a joke about mm-hmm. Michael Bolton. I would see it and go, yeah, that's 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 weird, and move on because it's out of the it's not out of the realm of possibility that someone named would name their kid after a famous person. Mm-hmm. Yes, but I feel like Michael is way more common than Tupac. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. What was the text you wanted to read? Gimpy? Oh, it said uh, my youngest is named Arrow Smith. Okay, little weird name, but named huh? after band. <laughs> Right, right. Kind of awesome. That right there, if I was, you know, somebody (laughs) reading down a spreadsheet, just crunching numbers, trying to do my nine to five for unemployment, I would look at this and be like, Aerosmith, 
huh, that seems questionable, has to be fake. And then you do your due diligence. That one I wouldn't because it's their, well, I I would say that that's their first and last, like their last name is Smith, obviously. And so that one I don't think would be as suspicious as Tupac Shakur. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, to me, Shakur isn't a odd name. Yeah. Tupac even? Shakur. The last name Shakur is not an odd last name. Well, it sure as hell ain't Smith. Well, that's that's sure. not. <laughs> it's the Smith of Islam. Yeah, right. Lassane Parish Crooks yeah. was his name originally. I can see why he changed it. Be like, I can't be called Lassane and Crooks. I'm black growing up in America. I can't have the last name Crooks. I'm going with Shakur. Pretty funny line, nonetheless. Uh, we got to take a break and we'll be back. Tulsa's morning show, the big bad morning show. The assault continues next. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Got our top five songs coming up here in a minute. And uh, Sam's got sports for us. Roy Cooper, the governor of North Carolina, said that NASCAR can go forward with the Coca-Cola 600 on Memorial Day weekend at Charlotte Motor Speedway without fans in attendance unless health conditions deteriorate in the state. Cooper said that he and the state public health officials have had discussions with NASCAR and the Speedway regarding safety protocols for staging the race. We believe that unless health conditions go down, We can hold the Coca-Cola 600, he said. He also said NASCAR should have an announcement later this week. Most teams are based in the Charlotte area and are expected to return to work this week as an essential business. That'll be awesome. It'll be huge if they go ahead with that race. Yeah. Yeah, people are fiending for it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Major League Baseball is optimistic it can start this season by late June. USA Today reports a new plan is being explored with at least 100 games and all teams playing in their home park. The league would also be split into three 10-team divisions with games only against divisional foes until the playoffs. And uh, the Lakers are hoping to open their practice facility before the shelter-at-home order expires for Los Angeles on May 15th. ESPN reports the team has been in contact with the mayor's office to discuss that possibility. The NBA is given the green light for players to return to the team facilities next Friday. I hope everybody just slows down just a bit. Right. Everybody itching to get back at it. Yeah. I, I want it back fast. So, the but I don't want it back, and then for it to be taken away again. Right, which is what you're looking at. What right. makes what makes NASCAR different than every other sport? Where they're like, we'll go ahead and race just without any fans in the seats or whatever. I mean, you still got pit crews that are in close 
close quarantine together, you know, close pr- proximity to each other. So what makes that different than anybody else? It's not just a guy in a car. I would say that the difference is, is like at a basketball game, people have to sit on the bench together and they can't practice social distancing. In a, co- in a uh, pit crew, you could... Um, put less people in there they you could spread okay. the pit out a little bit more okay. they could have less cars that makes sense. like there's some ways to do it that makes it a little more feasible there's no contact with other uh people gotcha gotcha your crew stay with your right. crew and keep your six feet apart and and the racer the driver just stays in there okay that makes sense then that makes sense. I was curious. I don't okay. know what their plan is. I'm just saying yeah. that it's a little more doable. Yeah, yeah, as opposed to, like you said, fo- you know, basketball, they're sitting on the bench together. Football, they're all on the sidelines together, and you got all those people with them or whatever. Wait. Okay. <laughs> You're just not sweating bodies on top of each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but whatever sport comes back first, right? Uh-huh. Whether it's NASCAR or baseball or a UFC fight or whatever, that first event, is going to be massive. Yes. Ratings-wise, so far as people tuning in to watch. Yeah. It'll feel patriotic. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It'll feel oh, patriotic. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Like, finally, we're getting back to this. See, if they, yes. you know, do some fireworks or, I don't know, like something, even just probably singing the national anthem, it'll be, like, emotional. Like, we're finally back here. I, w- I would watch that. Even because I don't, I don't like NASCAR that yeah. much. I don't understand. Besides the crashes, it's not that much fun to watch. Uh, but I would watch that beginning part just to be like, yeah, we're in this together, friends. Yeah, it would probably <laughs> just be on in your house, even if you weren't going to watch it, right? Yeah, just to see. Mm-hmm. Just to really That's just to check in to see how it's played out. How are they doing this? Mm. How about to support? No, that too. Yeah, and I I think probably both are right. Like you're curious to be like how I want to watch how they social distance and figure that out. And because you know America, <laughs> America, <laughs> that's false. <laughs> that's false. False sports. I'm Seaman Sam on 97.5 KMO. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. And we are still at our home studios. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Corby. Good morning, Gimpy. Good morning. And let's go ahead and do our top five. It's time for the top five songs. This week is the top five instrumental songs from metal bands. From listener, BMMS fan for life. Now here's Corbin, Gippy, and Sam with this week's list. I mean, I think it's pretty self-explanatory, right? It's just got to have no lyrics. Pretty much. Right. <laughs> uh, all right, well, let's get started then. Number five came out in 1987. I know this will be a shock, but the song did not chart. The title could be a reference to Stanley Kubrick's movie, A Clockwork Orange, and the album was recorded while all members were under the age of 20. Ooh, just youngins. Number five on the top five instrumental songs from metal bands from listener BMMS Fan for Life is Death Angel and the Ultra-Violence.
All right, so there's number five. Death Angel, the Ultra Dash Violence on the top five instrumental songs from metal bands. Sam? Uh, okay. It doesn't have lyrics. All right. Thumbs up. <laughs> Gimpy. Yeah, I'm kind of with Sammy on that one. I mean, it fits the parameters. It's very metal. Doesn't have any lyrics, what makes it an instrumental. And uh, never heard of this band before, so I guess I'm happy with placement. I give you a thumbs up. I mean, I guess it's a thumbs up because it doesn't have lyrics, but it definitely passed the head shake no to no. Wait, maybe that. You know, where you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shake your head side to side like you're saying no. Yeah, yeah. And if you yeah. stay in sequence of the beat, then yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a good song. Okay. Dig it. I am not an instrumental guy. I really can't stand instrumental music, which is odd because I love jazz music. Yeah, that's all instrumental. Well, not all of it, but majority. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the same thing, right? Like the the instruments are singing, quote yeah. unquote. Yeah. Telling a story. Jazz music does the same thing. This is just a very scary story. Ooh. Boring. <laughs> is there a song you think should be on this list? I can't imagine the bench is pretty deep, but if you have one, text it to us. BMMS and what that is to 82945. Number four came out in 1996. Again, big shocker. The song did not chart. The album this song is on ranked number 75 on the website Metal Rules list of the 100 greatest metal albums. <laughs> what? Website? <laughs> metal Rules! Metal rules. <laughs> number four on the top five instrumental songs from metal bands, In Flames and The Jester's Dance. What's wrong, Sam? It's just, I I really hate this list. I just <laughs> really can't stand this list. I don't want to hear your practice well, session because the like? lead singer's not there. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a practice session. It's a jam session, Sam. There's I, a difference. I Again, I don't really want to hear it. It's like uh, if Corbin didn't show up and then we still did a show, it would just be like a practice session, and that's kind of what it sounds like. It just sounds Aww. like... Something's missing, and I'm just waiting for so I'm waiting for something to start, and I just find this obnoxious, and it's very like hipstery. That like, no, we're deep. I let our music speak for us. So whatever, it doesn't have lyrics. I guess it belongs in this dumb list. So thumbs up. <laughs> I'm curious, Sam, because I don't. My feelings aren't far from yours on this. Do you like jazz music? I do, and I think. Uh, I don't know what the difference is. It's the same thing. Because maybe jazz music, I know, but maybe like in my head, jazz music is supposed to be, uh, I know there is jazz music with lyrics in it, but it's not supposed to be that. It is supposed to be like telling a story. And so for any instrumental song that isn't 
in that category is like it I, it's it feels like I'm researching to do a parody song like I'm trying to find a beat like it just sounds like there's something missing and when a band does it it just to me sounds like they're trying to be deep and like no like they're trying to send the the message that like our music has a story in it and I don't find that story I'm dumb you need to tell it to me <laughs> Gimpy uh, I'm going to give this one a thumbs down and simply because on the way that it started. It started off too slow, and it took way too long for me to even find the metal in it. I could call this a rock instrumental without a problem. The only, there was a, a bit of a guitar part in there. It was like, all right, that's kind of metal, but for the most part, it's a rock instrumental, and I don't think it belongs on this list at all whatsoever. Maybe these guys are a metal band. You should have picked a better song that was a little bit heavier than that gay crap that we just listened to, so thumbs down for me. I don't, I, I'm not a musician. I don't even parade around as if I'm a musician. Uh, I don't know if it is instrumental like this accolade you want to achieve to approve your musical abilities. I don't, I don't know. But yeah. w these all have very odd titles, too. The Jester's Dance. <laughs> like I'm supposed to be don't understand us. Know, hypnotized because he's a comedian, but yet he's also a very good dancer. Well, yeah, he's an entertainer. I won't fall, I won't fall to the jester's dance. Stupid. Uh, thumbs down for me. I'm, I'm, I'm giving up. Yes, it's no lyrics, but <laughs> EOD. Uh, let you figure out what that acronym means. Uh, number three on the top five instrumental songs from metal bands. Sam can't figure it out. Do I need to type it to you, Sam? Yeah, I don't know what it means. I'm like estimated opponent of Should death. Should be E-A-D. Yeah, not E-O-D. I was like, on? Uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Others? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to fill in. What's the O <laughs> mean in that one? Oliver, <laughs> you get specific by calling a dude out. Oscar, yeah. Th this list is so stupid; it's contagious. Number three on the top five instrumental list? songs from metal bands came out in nineteen ninety. No, it was just next in line. This is we're trying to be fair. We can start kicking out the bad ones. Mm. I'm just saying, there's like, plenty. God. Oh, there are. There are plenty. <laughs> We should just get them all over Number with three it came once. out in 19. <laughs> <laughs> no, God. Listen, there might be about two weeks between now and the end of September where maybe we can make that happen. <laughs> yeah. <All right. laughs> yes. Slayer <Play> them. <laughs> Number three, Sam didn't get that joke either. Number three came out in 1991. Okay. The song did not chart. The song is featured in the computer game Damage Incorporated. Gimpy, you're the ga gamer. Not a PC gamer. Never heard of this Damage Incorporated. <laughs> Number three on the top five instrumental songs from metal bands from listener BMMS fan No More, because we're not owning you anymore, is Are Death you? and Cosmic Sea. <laughs> Something big is about to happen. I can feel it. 
your big moment, huh? Diplo would be very disappointed. <laughs> Was this person on acid when they wrote this list? <laughs> You're missing the point, Gimpy, of the song. Oh, yeah? Am I? Where's it at? We're only halfway through there. the song. <laughs> oh, my God! Wait, Stop it! There's more. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, my favorite part, my favorite part. Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> hear that? You hear that when he hits it? Hi, Hex. This is my moment. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Number three, Death, with the, again, odd title, Cosmic Sea, on the top five instrumental songs from metal bands. Sam? Yeah. Thumbs up. There's no lyrics. <laughs> I actually liked that there was like a long pause of silence. Actually, that was my favorite part of the song. So <laughs> I'll give it thumbs up just for that four seconds of nothing. <laughs> Gimpy? I was ready to give it a thumbs down. For sure, man. In the beginning, I'm like, what is this crap? But then they picked it up. And that's where you get your metal at. And I'm like, all right, I can, I can get behind that. Thumbs up for this one. Well... The title is from metal bands. It's not metal songs. Oh. So it could be a metal band doing a very mellow instrumental, and it would still be okay on this list. I guess you're right. We could question their merit of being a metal band. <laughs> For real. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, during the commercial break, I've been looking out the window. They're tearing <laughs> shingles off a roof at the house next door, mm. and I'm watching them, and they're now at the phase where they're going through and pulling every nail off of the roof. Yeah. And I'm like, thank God for my career, because I don't would never want to do that. And then came 915 and this list, and I went, you know what? Do they need help? Because that might be more entertaining than this list. Those uh, extra nails. Do you mind driving them into my skull for me, please? I'm a thumbs down. I think... BMS fans are true. Couldn't tell on my compliment there. <laughs> <laughs> Number two on the top five instrumental songs from metal bands came out in 88. God, I thought we were closer Again, to being done. The song did like, not chart. Really? Number two? No. <laughs> close. Like instrumental God. songs, Sam, it feels like they never end. <laughs> We're at number 15 on this list. F. <laughs> the song did not chart. This album, The album this song is on was eventually certified platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America. Number two on the top five instrumental songs from metal bands is Megadeth and Into the Lungs of Hell. I mean, I'll carry shingles. I'll get the wheelbarrow. I'll just put them. I don't even have to climb up on the roof. I don't even like going up that high. I, I'll just collect. 
<laughs> like normally during this segment, I look up and I'm like, oh my god, it's already 9:30. That's crazy. And right now, I look up. And it's crawling. <laughs> it should be 10 o'clock, and like 30 seconds have passed. I don't understand it. This is a time suck. Yeah, Sam's back on a Navy ship where they're like, you know, go left, and it's you know, and two hours later, they're just starting to turn. <laughs> Sam, what do you think about Megadeth at number two? Yeah, whatever. There's no lyrics. Check. Thumbs up. <laughs> Gimpy. I I like Megadeth. I like Dave Mustaine. They're an awesome band. Whatever the hell this turd is. No, no. It was a major intro violation for one. It just took too long to get to the good stuff. And then you got little trumpets in the back like he just saved the princess. What? What? No, Dave, you get a thumbs down on this one, my friend. Here's the thing is when we do this, you, we try to find like the most well-known part of the song or the catchiest part of the song. Mm. That doesn't exist in an instrumental. No. Um, this can EAD. No, not to be moving on to number one on the top. (laughs) Right, right, right. Damn you, Oscar! (laughs) And I love, we've never had this before happen before either. Is somebody sent a text and like, Dear God, how do I submit a list? Let me help you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was a mariachi trumpet. I'm Mexican. Thanks, appreciate it. Number one on the top five instrumental songs from metal bands came out in 86. The song did chart. Just kidding. (laughs) The album this song is on is widely considered to be one of the greatest heavy metal albums of all time. Number one on the top five instrumental songs from metal bands from listener BMMS fan no longer is Metallica and Orion. (laughs) Okay, Metallica, number one. Top five instrumental songs from metal bands from listener BMMS fan for life. Sam? Okay, yep. I like Metallica. I feel bad for being, like, you know, annoyed at anything Metallica does, but I just find all instrumental music on purpose annoying. But whatever, at least this is the biggest band on the list that I care about, so thumbs up that. Gimpy. Yeah, I'm totally giving this one a thumbs up. Not only is it uh, because it's Talica, all right, they deserve to have the number one spot. But also, when I read the title of this list, there were two songs that popped in my head, and this was the second one. The uh, the first one that popped in my head, also a Metallica song, but uh, this is the second one. I'm like, all right, cool, totally belongs on a list. Thumbs up. Uh, I'll be honest, only one song popped in my head when I saw instrumental songs. One song. And it was from Van Halen. 
Oh. And they're not a metal band. So, so I did not even bring it up at all. Metallica, at least I feel like that gives it some notoriety a little bit more where we're like, oh, okay, I know that band. Yeah. This, so I'm going to go ahead and give it a thumbs up. Whoever that number five was, Death Flames or Death Angel or Death B to All, whatever. Yeah. Who? Hold on. Even my daughter thought this list was so bad. She came in here and was like, dear Lord, I know I'm not supposed to interrupt you on the air, but that is an absolute train wreck. Daddy, daddy, daddy. That How bad was that? Was dumpster fire. It was bad, wasn't it? Was it a dumpster fire? Yeah. Is it like Brussels sprouts? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Somebody sent a text and they're like, how do I submit a list? Easy. Show at KMOD.com. Show at KMOD.com. And we'll put that list in the uh, queue and we'll put it on the calendar so we'll get to it. Do you have a song you think should be on the, this list? Probably. And I don't care. We're going to take a break and we'll be back. <laughs> Tulsa's morning show is coming right back. The Big Mad Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station, 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. We're getting texts about our list. He just doesn't know good metal music is all. Check out blah, blah, blah. Stop. Who? Get out of here. No, they, so I just cool. didn't say the name wanted? of the band. <laughs> no reason for me to, like, just because you think your band is better, that doesn't, I don't, what quantifies good metal music? It's all a matter of perspective. You know, it's it's your opinion of what, you know, good metal music is or my opinion or whatever. So I don't think there really is a a list of, like, check items and be like, yeah, da, 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 this is a good metal song. I am not one to love uh, accordion music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's some people out there that think it's unbelievable. <laughs> not big into polka, are you? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't say that. <laughs> just, just the accordion by itself. Gotcha, gotcha. It's a big difference. Just, you know, accordion solo albums. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I couldn't hold that in. <laughs> uh, Sam, I know you're a big internet person. You like watching uh, the old internet challenges and things like that. There's yes. a new one that you may not be aware of. And it's called the Shampoo Challenge. Ooh. And this is where men are balancing bottles of shampoo on their genitalia in the shower. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and stop Googling that one. Sure. (laughs) That's because you already knew about it. I saw you nodding your head. I was like, shampoo challenge. Ooh, let's see. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Are these like travel bottles? Oh, my God. (laughs) Like full size will. I'm going to bring it up so you guys can see it. I want you. I I don't want to let you miss out because when you see it, you're gonna go, "Oh dear God!" Ooh, fun. Well, it takes me a second here to navigate hey, this technology. <laughs> oh, Sam's very excited. <laughs> Get the shampoo. Try this one. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the big one liter bottles too. Oh good God! <laughs> right, those big industrial ones. Yeah, yeah. I got from the one liter sale at Alta, so 
He's gonna. <laughs> you can do this <laughs> in the search for like Twitter. You can type shampoo bottle challenge, all one word, or you can uh, do, throw the hashtag in front of it. I don't know why when I share Come the on, picture of the image uh, through Teams, <laughs> it takes forever. <laughs> I think you're there just you making me give you more anticipation. Uh, huh. uh, Are you really going to debate whether he's well doing that? Done. The finer points of balancing shampoo bottles, Gimby? Well, it kind of looked like he's just got it down his pants. That's why I had to, you know... Get a closer angle that, at it. But I mean, no, I guess that's yeah, definitely that's, not no, down that's, his pants. That's on, that. on his pants. That's not down. That is on. Well, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I am a, a fan thing of this. That apparently, people are into. I'm good. Look, Ma, no hands. <laughs> Try <laughs> I would be, mine would be like a travel size. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good God, that's a bottle of lotion. Sarah V bottle. Yes. Wow. Nice. (laughs) Someone's been to Sam's Club. (laughs) By the way, the comment, oh my God, dominate me. (laughs) Here's the part I don't understand (laughs) is that you have to get ready for it. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that means they are spending some time preparing themselves. To do this. And you have to maintain that stature while you're trying to balance that bottle. <laughs> what are we doing? It's too hard to do two things at once. I mean, you lose focus sometimes and everything. The next thing you know, you're picking shampoo up off the floor. Which, by the way, great advertisements Maybe. for these, these brands here, man. Because they're all labeled out. <laughs> Letting everybody know what kind of shampoo they're using. Or lotion or whatever. Look at this douchebag. He had to put his cowboy cowboy, cowboy hat, hat on, on while he took the picture. <laughs> oh, he's balancing Yeehaw, it on another buddy. bottle of lotion. He's cheating. Look. <laughs> that, that is just another that is another product in his pants. I'm sure that it is. is. Amen. Yeah, he I'm was sure not he gifted. That. He, yeah, that he was not given that. That's not fair. You're cheating, oh cowboy my hat. God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I some of these that are showing up it, are clearly, like, good God, these are men just showing <laughs> off their genitalia. Yeah, well, you know, good for them. Oh. <laughs> Hold on, there's one that I want Sam to see here. And it's like you're not quarantined with your significant other. Like, uh, and I was to get sent this text, like, during the show. If Jeff, like, if I was at work and he sent me this, I'd be like, yeah, that's sexy. I would rather see that. So I I don't think that that's, I think that's a nice thing to do for someone you love. (laughs) I I am not, I guess, trained enough because I don't know how you point to the left like they are. For real. I mean, maybe it's a condition. Well, they're using, yeah, their underwear to help them. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. Kind of keep things in place at whatever angle that you want it to be. It's not like they're they're naked balancing because that would be nearly They're not making a left-handed turn with their jennies. They're using their underwear to keep their blinker on. Yeah, you want a real challenge. Take them They're clearly showers, not growers. (laughs) (laughs) There you go, Sam. He's like, he's got that holstered almost. That's how far over on his side it is. Wow. Yeah. I wonder if those are full bottles. (laughs) 
Yeah, right. Think about that. Excellent point, Gimpy. Yeah. You, you want to make sure you pick something that doesn't display your lack of hygiene. Right. right. <laughs> you got Dollar General. You don't want to use your Rogaine. <laughs> right. <laughs> mm, I just can't believe people have this much free time. Well, you get locked down. Uh, this is what you get. I'm glad the ladies are getting this. Usually, this always ends up being like a guy, a, you know, a girl thing of some sort, like the lipstick challenge or something like that. But this mm-hmm. is a little more for the ladies. The coconut <laughs> coffee shampoo. <laughs> well, Good. He's sitting down. No! He, I do not. Whoa! No! Wow, man. What Calm is this? What is, I, either uh, he didn't dry uh, the bottle off in the sham- uh, in the shaft uh, out of the shower. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, dude. Uh, oh, do not use a kid's shampoo bottle. That's creepy. No L'Oreal kids, man. <laughs> no, that's so not a good creepy. idea. You can't do that. No. Johnson and Johnson. No more tears. <laughs> Baby shampoo. <laughs> what? What? What is this? What is that? What is happening? Oh my! Oh, oh! No! 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 What? Well, I mean, you know what's Hold a new Corby, one. Corby, I mean, you're in charge of this. You got to zoom, man. I need to know what's happening. I'm trying. Uh, it's going to be closer. Right. Look at that away. No. No. So I think this is a girl. And she is balancing her. Well, she's wearing a sports bra, and this person has breasts. It is filled, yes, for sure, for sure. And a lot of piercings, and I, I can't zoom in. Sadly, don't let my daughter come in here right now. <laughs> this is what Daddy out. does for work, yeah, honey. She, I don't understand how she's she, balancing she, 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 and making it disappear. Are you shushing me? Magic. No, no, I'm trying to articulate my words. I can't. (laughs) Get out of here. Some of these. What? What? Well, see, he's cheating. He's got toothpaste. Mm. And they're like half squoze bottles of toothpaste, too. Squoze. Sam, as a girl, does this turn you on? I mean, um, yes, if, yes. <laughs> Different sizes. He's got them lined up according to size. <laughs> He's got a toothpaste. looks like some sort of cream and shampoo, like hand cream yep, or something. Yep, that's, that's the whole body right there. <laughs> Tifas. The and he had room for your his head, floss your, and his yeah. sonic care. <laughs> Unbelievable. I just, I, I think for sure you're bored in quarantine, whatever. Guys, snap that picture and send it over to your girl. The shampoo. If it's I hot. sent that to my wife, she would, she would go, what is that? <laughs> and why is the shampoo bottle on it? <laughs> Wait, where is this? What's happening? Why does it look like he's laying down on the bed while he does it? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right. Shampoo bottle challenge. Cool. <laughs> wow. Have a Get great it. day. All right. We're going to take a break and we'll be back. The big-
Big Mad Morning Show returns next. Tulsa's Morning Show, 97.5 KMOD. Morning, it's the Big Man Morning Show. Time to find out what everybody learned. You tell us your favorite part of the show. There was something I wanted to bring up to Sam. Shampoo bottle challenge. Oh, yeah. along the line of the shampoo bottle challenge that you shouldn't do. <laughs> there's Yay! a thing going around and getting traction <laughs> that German doctors are getting naked to protest a demand for more PPEs. <laughs> and before you get excited. Think of the doctor you had when you were very young that was very old. Mine was Dr. Healy. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Like whatever doc will get That's you whatever what you need, just put are. away your D. Ew. <laughs> yeah, just put your freaking clothes on, man. So many wrinkles. <laughs> right? Put your clothes on. <laughs> They're not good photos. So many wrinkles. <laughs> Go, listen, an anesthesiologist, I might be down with, because usually those are hot women, right? right? Or young, fit doctors. Right. Uh, all right, but let's find out what everybody you know, learned. GP. Sam, what'd you, <laughs> right, Sam, what did you learn today? Or your gynecologist. Podiatrists are never young. <laughs> um, Gimpy's box can't be penetrated. Meanwhile, Corbin and I, oof. And uh, I also learned that I need a thunder jacket. <laughs> like the dog. Sorry, we had a crisis. Uh-oh. Blippy good? Hand okay? sanitizer. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> she just wanted to check and make sure I wasn't killing myself with instrumental metal music. <laughs> It'll be okay, Daddy. Gimpy, what'd you learn today? I learned to stay the hell out of my nothing box, and I learned that Corbin's trapped in a closet and just can't come out. Uh, I learned that I'm stuck in a closet with you two. Mm -hmm. And I also learned that Gimpy did a great job covering the head. No idea what the shampoo bottle challenge was. Mm -mm, not me. It's Corbin saying make sure that dishwasher's loaded right. Yeah. I'm Stephen Sam, and this is for Mother. This is Gimpy, and I'm sorry. Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cook and roll with the Brooklyn boys. So for one last time, I need y'all to roll. Uh, 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 yeah. Now what the hell are you waiting for? After me, there should be no more. So for one last time, make some noise. Enter password. Corbin. New messages. 
The Big Bad Morning Show would like to take a minute to thank troops from Oklahoma and all over the United States. These soldiers have sacrificed to give the Big Mad Morning Show the freedom to act like the total douchebags that they are. Total douchebag. Total, 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 total bag douchebag. Total and complete douchebag. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. God bless. Rock and roll! It's over. Bicycle, Tulsa. <laughs> God bless Tulsa. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.